And welcome to another episode of this ARU podcast, The Out-of-Hospital Science. This episode is titled Kickstarting Your Paramedic Career. We will try to cover how we transitioned from school education into a paramedic degree. We will go over the experience required, the initial application stage, the interview and starting at university. With me today, I have Sophie. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Sophie. I'm a third year student paramedic at ARU. Well, Sophie, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Um, Let's start by uh, talking about um, what experience is required um, to to be on a paramedic course. Uh, What experience did you have um, before you applied? So um, I actually took a gap year before coming to uni and the main reason for it is that I actually didn't feel like I had much experience. So during this gap year, I did an agency job working in various different locations, doing waitressing, hostessing, things like that. But the main experience that I really got was from a caring job that I did for the year. Okay, and then how did those jobs like what skills did you gain from them that then helped you in your application and in being a student paramedic? So when I was working as a waitress it helped me um, learn to work well as a team and be able to speak to all different kinds of people because I was in so many different locations all the time so it just kind of helped me get familiar and feel comfortable with different types of people and of course the caring which is a bit more of the obvious one Um, That helped me by introducing me to different medical conditions because obviously I was responsible for that person's care for the time that I was with them. So I had to understand their medical conditions more, understand their medication a little bit better, why they were taking it and when they were taking it. And it introduced me to personal care, which without that, I probably wouldn't have been so comfortable with such intimate and personal care. Cool, yeah. That sounds quite similar to... Um, my experience so also I took some time off before coming to university and I had a front of house job which in a bakery which obviously allowed me to again develop my team working skills uh, being able to um, respond to management and their expectations um, my communication communicating because this job was in London so communicating with people from all different kinds of backgrounds, um, cultures. Um, I was working with people from other parts of the world. So there again, just understanding how different people with different backgrounds work and adapting to that. Um, I then did some training um, as like a first responder um, and started doing that in my free time as well so obviously that just gave me a basic insight into kind of um, assessment and management very simple assessment and and management of simple medical conditions and that's obviously I use that in my application in my interview um, 
to to make myself stand out. Um, I think it's important to also understand that not everyone who joins a paramedic degree has um, employment experience. There's people on our course that um, haven't had a job and came straight from their A levels, um, and that's and that's perfectly fine. Uh, obviously, experience in a healthcare setting is beneficial, um, and it gives you a very good insight into what some of the paramedic profession. Uh, and the paramedic job will entail. Uh, but as we've said, we've both, Sophie and I, have had experience in jobs that have not been healthcare. And you learn skills that are very transferable to then your paramedic training. Um, as we've said, things like communication, dealing with people, and working as part of a team um, are skills that we've learned through um, working in front of house or for an agency. Um, and that we've then taken on to our paramedic training. It's very, I would say, as a recommendation, um, look into the job specification of a paramedic, and then if you have, if you're taking some time out, try and get a job that requires some of those specifications and that you're going to be able to use during your application and your interview to boost your your application. Would you agree? Most definitely. Um, I would agree because I feel like everyone needs at least some experience to get themselves into a job and at least get them comfortable with beginning. Because I know personally, a lot of the things that we do now or that we did in first year, second year, third year, I wouldn't have felt so comfortable with without my previous experience. So it was more of a exposure and a confidence kind of thing for me. Yeah, and... Some people, for example, just start their, they get some employment experience as they start the degree. So some people in our course have done caring jobs while they've been working or front of house jobs, or even they've done first responder um, jobs while they've been training. And that obviously also kind of um, gives you the skills that you might need um, on placement and then once you qualify. Okay, let's now move on to the application stage and actually applying for applying for a place at university for a paramedic degree. What would you say are your top tips or recommendations um, for people who are currently or will be applying to a paramedic course in the future? I would most definitely say look around as many universities as possible because... For me, that was the main thing that actually got me really excited and really interested in the course. And while you're looking around, of course, speak to lecturers, of, of course, speak to all the staff, but most definitely speak to the students that are there at those open days because they give you the most honest and most open insight to the way the course is, the way the uni runs, how they've enjoyed their experience or what they've not enjoyed. And it just gives you a little tip of what to look out for, what you might like and what you might dislike about that uni. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, definitely visit those open days and speak to students. Um, I think it's also quite important to have a, a strong personal statement. Um, so when you're writing your personal statement, make sure you're honest about what you're writing. Uh, make sure you research the paramedic role. Um, and as we've said, what specifications are required to be a paramedic. And through that personal statement, 
show how you have some of those qualities that the universities will be looking for. It's also important to demonstrate in your personal statement that you're aware of the challenges that are currently facing the paramedic profession. And also, yeah, take the opportunity to sell yourself. And then very importantly, prove reads uh, or get someone to prove reads your personal statement several times. Make sure that the grammar and the spelling is correct. Would you have anything to add on to that or any other points safe? Yeah, so I would say as well as searching and researching around the paramedic profession, research around the wider NHS as well. So this will obviously give you a greater understanding of the paramedic role and more importantly, why you want to do it. So there are a lot of um, interview questions, but one of the main ones are asked, I think all of my interviews is why do you want to be a paramedic? Why not a nurse? Why not a doctor? Why not anything else in the NHS? So you do really need to know why exactly you want to be a paramedic? Yeah, definitely. I think that's important. And I think that also ties in with researching about the NHS and the six C's and making sure that you know what those six C's are. Because again, that's common interview questioning um, regarding those six C's. So now moving on to the actual interview, what are your top tips for someone going to uh, an interview for paramedic science? So before your interview, of course, it's best to prepare. So um, to do this, you could obviously research the role of a paramedic, research what that uni does, how they run their course. So for example, some universities will do their placement in blocks, like what we do here at ARU. However, some universities will integrate it within their teaching weeks. So you need to know why you would prefer which one. Um, Another thing is to research the HCPC and the College of Paramedics because they are obviously very important things to do with our profession. And if you don't really know what they are or don't understand them, that might not look too great in an interview. And the last thing I would say is know what current paramedics do and perhaps what could be likely to change or what has changed from the past because sometimes they do ask these questions in interviews. So for example, Um, the change from scoop and run to actual healthcare professionals on ambulances and where do you see the profession in a further 10 years so they may ask you questions where your answers will rely on some previous research and understanding of the profession yeah definitely um, agree with what you say there I think preparation and researching the university the profession and the potential trust you might do placement with because sometimes universities bring trust representatives into the interview. Um, I think that's all important. Um, The only thing I would add to that is know what kind of interview you're going to be faced with because different universities use different interviewing techniques and there's nothing wrong with sending an email um, to the university and asking them what kind of interview it's going to be if they haven't told you so already. Um, The main two will be kind of a panel interview Uh, where there's kind of two representatives or three from the university um, to obviously yourself or some universities also use MMIs, so many multiple interviews where there is a room with several stations and you just kind of hop from station to station and you're faced with a scenario at each station. Um, Those are quite two different interviewing styles 
Some interviews also include kind of group exercises, so be able to uh, have a debate, have a conversation about a topic that the university will present to you. And in those kind of situations, I would say and I would recommend don't take over the whole conversation or the whole debate, uh, but also don't stay completely quiet for the whole um, for the whole time that this takes place. So kind of, you know, um, contribute to the debate, contribute to the conversation, encourage other people in the group that um, have not spoken yet to uh, speak. And also, you know, make sure that if you can, you lead the conversation in a direction which you might find interesting. Cool. So just going to quickly move on to once you have your conditional offer or your unconditional offer. Um, Sophie, what would you say is important to consider during that kind of space um, or during that time? Oh, OK, I've got my offer now. What do I do before I start in September or whenever your start date is? So definitely make sure that you've got your student finance sorted or you've at least got your application going because having your student finance come late won't kick off your uni experience to the best start. So make sure you get that sorted, definitely. And that closely links to accommodation. So make sure before you actually get to the uni, you're knowing what accommodation is available. You want to know whether you want to stay on site on campus or whether you want to potentially live in a house on your own or live in a house share with other people. So all of this needs to be researched. And another point which relates back to the student finance is starting uni. If your student finance is late, you're going to struggle with rent. You're going to struggle with all the start of uni costs, getting supplies, foods, just all the basics. Everything will be very difficult without that student finance. Yeah, and um, le- kind of linking with the student finance aspect of it, if you've got some free time between school and university, obviously enjoy yourself if you've wanted to go traveling and you have the opportunity right there, right then. Um, do it and enjoy your time off. Uh, but if you can or if you want, you can also work and save up some money because university is expensive and especially at the beginning when you're going to be going out for freshers as Sophie said you're going to have to be buying um, things for your accommodation it's nice to have some savings there that you can use just as a backup and finally there's quite a lot of conversation regarding what books do I need do I need to buy books and I think the general advice with that is don't be um, don't get ahead of yourself with books and with reading Uh, take the time off, enjoy working or traveling or relaxing, whatever you're doing before your start date, because kind of learning and teaching starts in September or whenever your start date is, and it's going to be quite an intense three years. So just enjoy the time off that you have is what I would say, because all the kind of reading and all the books, they'll be uh, university specific. So they'll be given to you by, um, by university. And these books are quite expensive, so the last thing you want to do really is um, buy the wrong book. Um, and most of them are available in your university libraries once you start. So, um, yeah, I'd say just enjoy yourself, enjoy your free time, um, and then all the learning will start in September. 
yeah, so um, just to finish uh, this episode, I think it's also important to talk about progressing through your university degree um, and building a portfolio and doing extracurricular things that are going to make you stand out when you go for a job interview. So I know, Sophie, that you're quite um, you're quite a regular at extracurricular talks um, and medical talks happening in London and stuff like that. So do you want to talk to us about why is that important and what talks you have attended? Okay, so um, one of the main organisers are the pre-hospital care programme. So every month they'll do an academic forum and they will discuss different topics. They'll get different speakers up, talk about their experiences and it will just give you a really great insight to other people's professions as well because these might be paramedics, these might be medical students, these might be HEMS. So it kind of gives you a bit of insight of what they do. Sometimes you have a joint response paramedic there as well so he works quite closely with the police so he can give you insight on that um there are other talks as well where for example EHAT so that's the east of England air ambulance so some of their events include their clinical governance days so this is when a team from HEMS will come and talk about a specific case and they'll discuss challenges that they had they'll discuss what went well what went badly what could be improved so you'll have one person presenting the case and then you'll have another person come up and then talk about it from an outside perspective and give them tips on how they can do better in the future or what went really well. So it's a really good reflective day. Um, they also do an aeromedical conference once a year, which you could probably find on their website as well. And this is quite a big day. So they'll have loads of people there. They have loads of different talkers. So I know last year they had... Um, loads of different air ambulance services so they even had them from Sydney talking about a case that they had in the Grand Canyon so it you just get so many different perspectives on the different services and what they do what they can do how it's how it differs in each country and how it even differs by service um, there are also some events that just seem to pop up on Facebook really so in my second year I attended an ECG class in London, which I assumed it was open to all. However, it was just for the first year med students at Barts, but they invited us in, they taught us, and it was actually a really good talk. So I recommend just invite yourself to anything, really. Yeah, I think it's important as you progress through your degree, just and even before you start, if you get the chance to go to any of these talks, any of these conferences, um, take the opportunity and and do it it's going to make you stand out um during your university interview and during your um job interview at the end of your three-year training so um i think we will end this episode here um we hope that any upcoming applicants have found this helpful and that you've taken some tips or hints away for your application process Uh, Thanks for coming on the podcast, Sophie, uh, and to all those listening, we will catch up next week.